Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be here. Rob Brenton here as well, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Rob is actually off tomorrow, so this is our last day together here on the show. And you know what? I want to make the most of that time. Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, Vern will join us in studio. J.J. Piccolo said that the Royals are ready to make a significant move. We'll talk to our Royals insider, Josh Vernier, about what that significant move could potentially be. We'll also be joined by Danny Parkins in the 4 o'clock hour. For my money, he is one of the best sports talk hosts in the country. Very excited to be joined by Danny Parkins of 670 The Score. We'll also give you a chance to win Missouri tickets as they take on Seton Hall this Sunday inside the T-Mobile Center, we got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. I appreciate you guys listening and making us a part of your Thursday. We got so much to get into, but before we do any of that, hit it, Rob. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. Caller number six wins a pizza. 913-586-7610 from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They got a new spot in Waldo that's open for business, but they also got spots in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So Carrington, whether you're in the mood for a whole pie or maybe just got a few slices on the mind, be sure to visit them now at Pizza Tasio. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. I don't care if you tell two friends, but just tell one friend that if they want some of the best pizza in Kansas City from our dear friends over at Pizza Tasio, then there's only one place to get it, and that's right here at 610 Sports Radio and The Drive. Andy Reid met with the media 
earlier today. Here's what he had to say about Isaiah Pacheco, who once again did not practice. That is five consecutive practices missed for the Chiefs starting running back. Yeah, well, that's a tough question because um, no matter how I answer it, it makes somebody not look good. So uh, we love Pacheco and we love his energy. Um, but at the same time, Clyde uh, and McKinnon, I thought, did a, a tremendous job in there. So um, I don't want to slight any of them because they're playing well and they all bring energy in their own way. That's what Andy Reid had to say about the Chiefs running back situation. We all feel the exact same way about Isaiah Pacheco. He might be the most explosive player that they have on an offense that really lacks explosion. But it feels like we are going to be in a Groundhog's Day conversation, at least regarding this offense this week against the New England Patriots. You and I both know, as people that have followed this league for a while, that Belichick is going to do everything in his power to try to take away Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey. You might not be able to take both of them out of the game. Maybe they're unable to take either one of them out of the game, but that's going to be the game plan. How do we limit Kelsey? How do we limit Rasheed Rice? And how do we force their other playmakers to step up and make plays? And that's going to be easier to do if you are not going to have Isaiah Pacheco, and I think at this point it's safe to say that he is not going to play. If you haven't practiced in the last five practices, and we're not even talking about limited, like you have not taken the practice field, I am not anticipating that Isaiah Pacheco is going to play on Sunday against the New England Patriots. Rob, this is what the other offensive options for the Kansas City Chiefs did last week against the Buffalo Bills. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 58 yards from scrimmage. Jarek McKinnon had 37 yards from scrimmage. Kadarius Toney had 41. MVS, his usual, two catches for 22 yards. Mr. Applebee's always good for a two for 20. Justin Watson had 18 yards. Everyone's favorite, Noah Gray. And I say everyone because Noah Gray is one of my favorites. He didn't have a target last week. They didn't throw it to him. Sky Moore, he had his usual one target, zero catches, zero yards. Sky Moore was first team all cardio last week against the Buffalo Bills. You got nothing from him. I asked a question yesterday because I imagine that everybody is picking the Chiefs to win this game. They are 10-point favorites. I join you in picking the Chiefs to win this game. I'm not going out on some big limb and thinking that the Chiefs are going to go on the road and beat one of the five worst teams in the National Football League. But what kind of game is this going to be? What's the tone of this game going to be? What tempo is it going to be played at? The Chiefs need one of these offensive players to step up, and I think this is a comfortable game. I don't trust New England to score consistently, not against the Chiefs' defense. I know that their defense hasn't gotten off to great starts in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game, but I am not expecting the Patriots to be able to hang up a 24 spot against Kansas City, not without a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. They are going to need a little bit of help. I don't trust that offense enough. I don't think they have enough key or explosive pieces. I also don't think that New England is good enough at quarterback to be able to really give Kansas City fits where you trust them and think that they're going to be able to score points. But this offense only having two of those guys and if you were thinking that Belichick's going to have the ability to hold Rasheed Rice to four catches for 40 yards, maybe Kelsey has his normal day, seven catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown, but Rasheed Rice doesn't have a big day. Who's going to be that third player? Who's going to be that X factor? 
who's going to be the guy that gives them a little bit of juice? Because in the game against the Buffalo Bills, you just didn't get that from anybody. Clyde had a pretty pedestrian day. Jarek McKinnon had less than 40 yards. Kadarius Toney had 40 yards in the game. MVS, 22. Justin Watson, 18. Didn't get anything from Noah Gray. The Chiefs just didn't do a really good job of finding that X factor and finding that explosive player. And if they find it against the New England Patriots, this should be a game in which you can score 24, 27 points. And I just don't think New England can get to that point total. I think what you're describing is what we've described about a dozen times on this show. If they can do this, if they can fix that, if, if, if. Carrington, it's December 15th. It'll be December 18th when the game is played. I know the Patriots are terrible. I know the Patriots are an awful football team, but if Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play, do we really believe they can find another player to step up and make explosive plays? Do we really believe a Noah Gray is going to go from two targets a game to suddenly, whoa, watch out. You got to be ready for him because he cooked the Patriots. Do we think a team in the playoffs is going to look back at the film and say they got an explosive effort from MVS against the Patriots and now we got to gear up for that? I'm going to take the larger sample size again. I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Patriots because the Patriots stink. But I don't think on Monday we're going to be talking about, man, they found something because explosive weapon X really showed up. Without Pacheco, they got their regular from Kelsey. They got their regular from Rice. And, oh, boy, can you believe insert name here stepped up and really cooked. I don't think that's the conversation on Monday. I think the conversation on Monday is a lot of the same. Ho-hum, they won because the Patriots stink, but we learned nothing in that move. One thing that I thought we would start to see at this point was I thought we would start to see a shrinking down of the pass-catching options. This was yet another game. There were nine players that got passes thrown their way. You now factor in that Justin Ross is going to come back to this offense and maybe he gets a couple of opportunities. I mean, out of those nine players that got a target in the game, not one of them is Noah Gray. I continue to be confused about the usage with Noah Gray. I understand you use him in for blocking your 12 personnel and you can run the football out of those formations. It's not like they ran the ball incredibly effectively on Sunday against Buffalo. Clyde Everett-Hilaire had 11 carries for 39 yards. Jarek McKinnon had four carries for 19 yards. You did use Kadarius Toney, two for 16. He had one long run of 14. The other one didn't really go very far. This offense is still in the process of trying to figure some things out. They were figuring it out with Isaiah Pacheco. Now that he's out with this shoulder injury for another game, are they going to be able to have one of these guys step up? Are they going to have one of these guys play with some level of consistency and try to get this offense on track? You got to stretch here over the next four weeks, over the next month, So we got to see if this offense can start to play with some momentum heading into the postseason. I would say the exact same thing for the defense. Their defense has been good, but they have gotten off to slow starts in each of the last couple of weeks. Can this defense start to play fast? Can they start to take the football away and really start to lock in on being a championship level defense? And that might be what this team needs to make a deep run in January coming up on the other side you know what it was not all negative on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills let's talk about something that I haven't heard too many people mention in the loss against the Buffalo Bills and something that I think is really optimistic about the future of the Kansas City Chiefs I'll tell you what that is keep it right here so drive 
The Drive with Carrington Harrison. And I'm here to tell you, I was ready to risk it all for Dolly Parton. Brought to you by Deepest Quali Moore. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City, it's Brett Veach. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You know what? I am here to tell you guys that it was not all bad on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't good. But you know what? It wasn't all bad. I'm going to tell you why. Last year during the Chiefs draft, we said, you know what? The Chiefs can go in so many different directions because they didn't have many immediate needs. It gave them the flexibility to really take best player available. Well, I think with that, you draft a player like Felix Anyudike Uzama, who is clearly taking a red shirt year, and we'll talk about him more coming up in just a little bit. But Rob, their second, third, and fourth round picks all made a play in Sunday's game. Rasheed Rice, he's your number one wide receiver. Now, sure, he had a fumble, and he's going to make some young player rookie mistakes, but he has been one of your most reliable players. He is one of the best rookie wide receivers in the history of the organization and has a chance to have 1,000 yards this year, depending on how the final four weeks of the season go. You don't have too many complaints with how Rasheed Rice's first year is gone. Wanye Morris, the third-round pick out of Oklahoma, pick number 92. Wanye Morris started at left tackle and really did a good job for the Kansas City Chiefs. A good enough job where we had Pete Sweeney on the show yesterday, and we asked him the question, hey, whenever Donovan Smith gets back, because he currently is injured as well, whenever he is hurt, what do you think is going to happen? He said that he thinks Wanye Morris has an opportunity to earn that spot And he looks like he can be a guy who's your left tackle of the future. So you get your left tackle of the future in the third round where you're spending no money at one of the most important positions on the field. 
you obviously feel pretty good about that, and he's going to get some valuable experience late in the season. Chamari Connor, your fourth-round pick out of Virginia Tech, a do-everything Swiss Army knife. You know that the Chiefs like those kind of players. You can play corner. You can play a little bit of safety. You can blitz off the end. He gets an interception in that game. I think you're happy with what you saw from the rookies in Sunday's game. Your second-round pick made a contribution. Your third-round pick was a starter. And your fourth-round pick, if you're telling me for a team that didn't have a lot of draft capital this year, they only had seven picks, if you're telling me that three out of those seven were starters and made impact on a game late in the season, I think most teams would take that. If you want to look for what the overwhelming positive was from Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills, look no further than the contribution that you got from the young guys, Rasheed Rice, Wanya Morris, and Shamari Connor. I think those positives go beyond just Sunday or the rest of this year, too, because I know the season isn't over, and I know the Chiefs still have a playoff push left and a playoff games left, but this show has been a lot of time talking about what's next at wide receiver and what's next in the offseason because there are holes to fix. The fact that we feel like right now, because of those rookies' performances, not just Sunday, but so far this season, going into 24, you probably don't need to be shopping for a left tackle, which is a premium offensive line position. You might be able to sign an Andrew Wiley-type swing player, but you feel like going into 24, Wanye Morris the guy you rely on and you can be good with. That's the dream scenario. You have a rookie contract at a premium position. That's saving you money. Rasheed Rice, we might be hard on the wide receiver core, but Rasheed Rice is a player in the NFL. He might not be a one in the NFL, but he's a player in the National Football League. That's a good find by the Kansas City Chiefs. And Shamari Connor, just yet again, Brett Veach doing what Brett Veach does best. He found a corner slash safety slash hybrid flex. What's the position Travis Hunter won All-American for in college football? Athlete. Athlete, hybrid. That's where Brett Veach cooks. That's where Brett Veach thrives. And guess what? He found another one. Shamari Connor, not only do you have the pick in that game, film room gurus on social media have told me it's a very impressive pick. And if you look at the all 22, you can tell it is, in fact, a very impressive pick. Three for three on Brett Veach, and he gets a pass for round one. This could be another draft class we talk about in three to five years. Oh, wow, he found some players, and it kept rehabbing the roster. You know how the Steelers, if they draft like a linebacker or a defensive lineman, you feel really good about it just because of their history and their track record? Or the Ravens, like when the Ravens drafted Patrick Queen, for example, you were like, yeah, that's going to work. Like they just have a history of it, you know, of making this thing work or when Buffalo got Dalton Kincaid, you were like, oh, man, Dalton Kincaid's going to have a really good career in Buffalo. Like, that's the perfect spot for him. I think you knew whenever the Chiefs got Chamari Connor out of Virginia Tech, it's like, oh, they've made this work four separate times. I don't know why this wouldn't work. So you're dealing with some injuries. You're a little thin on the back end. Brian Cook, a guy that you drafted last year in the draft, he's injured. He's going to miss some time. The fact that you got a player of his, of Connor's ability to step in and you didn't really miss a beat at the safety position really goes to talk about the depth that you have built up there. Now I'm going to ask you guys this, and I know some of you are going to be mad at this question. And I'm only prefacing this because I want to let you know that I am on your side. Now, I don't know if Rob's going to be on your side, but I'm telling you, I am going to be on your side. The Chiefs had a first-round pick, pick number 31. They drafted a really good, feel-good story. Felix Anyudike Uzama, 
from Lee Summit, went to K-State, turned himself into an all-Big 12 player, and a first-round pick. It was a heartwarming story. It's a it's something they make Tubi movies out of. You guys want to know how many defensive snaps he has played since week five? It was a while ago, right? Week five. We're talking about the middle of October. It's two months ago. He has played 40. 4-0 since week five of the NFL season. Now, this is where I'm here to tell you that I'm on your side. I think we understood that this was going to be a redshirt year. That I am not worried about year one with Felix. You got five years of club control. Even after this, you got four more seasons of club control over Felix. And you knew when you drafted a 21-year-old defensive lineman that it was going to take a little bit of time. This might be the part you don't like. This would be a bigger story if he wasn't a local kid. It'd be a bigger story. If Felix Onyudike had graduated from Mississippi State, if he had graduated from Boston College or Rutgers, I just feel like we'd be talking about it a little bit more. Now, I know what you're going to say. Their defense is really good. I mean, he's not even part of their rotation. They feel good enough that Wanya Morris can start at one of the five most important positions on the field. Hey, an injury happened for Chamari Connor. It was next man up. They had him ready to go. I mean, Felix isn't even part of their rotation. He can't even see the field right now for a first-round pick. I just feel like if he went to a different school and he wasn't the local story, the hometown kid didn't go to K-State, I think the conversation around Felix would be a little bit different, especially when there were obvious immediate needs that they needed to address, and they chose not to address any of those immediate needs, and they stashed a first-round pick for the future. Like, next year, they have two first-round picks. They have Felix Anu, DK Uzama, and whomever they get, because you certainly didn't get a first-round pick this year, not with the value. And if you haven't been seeing the field so far, you either need a significant injury in order for him to see the field or just a development at this stage that you were probably just not expecting. I mean, this is, it's a, it's a nothing rookie year. He has 11 tackles. He has a half sack. He hasn't been on the field that very often. This was the definition of a redshirt year that not a lot of organizations use in the first round. That's normally like a third, fourth round kind of philosophy. You usually don't see teams in the first round essentially stash a player the way that the Chiefs did with him. I can be glass half full here or I can be glass half empty because I think you've laid out the glass half full. He's 21. He wasn't expected to be anything in the season of 23. He has been anything, but you get five years out of him. You get a free year of him to develop. At the end of the season, you walk on Mike Dana and you say, welcome to the fold. Felix and Yudike Uzama. They got a free roll in the first round in Kansas City. They took the local kid. We had the fireworks. Clark was there. All those things are the glass half full. But I can be glass half empty here. I can be hating because you know how I like to have draft picks actually contribute to the team. Have the Chiefs in the Brett Veach era ever had a redshirt kid, for lack of a better term, a redshirt draft pick, eventually bust onto the scene and take over? Because George Karloftis was good 
at the end of last season, but that's not his redshirt year. He was that's starting his... to trend upward around this point in the but, season. You're but right. he was playing football. It wasn't a redshirt year. The other players they have, quote, redshirted to be ready for the future include, but are not limited to, Sky Moore and Breland Speaks. Did either of those guys figure it out in year two, year three, year four, and just burst onto the scene and really get that seasoning and that development, and that was that great redshirt season? I think it can work, but there's not much history in Kansas City of the redshirt year working with Brett Veach. I think there's a chance. I actually liked the NUDK Uzama pick, so I'm cheering for the kid. He's one of the few K-Staters on earth. I'll be happy for his success. But I knew you had to throw in a little hate there. You knew you was going to throw in a little hate. Come on now. Let's be honest. They haven't had that, oh, man, what a redshirt season he took off kind of guy. So I just want to read the next five picks. Can I read those to you? The next five picks. So Felix was pick 31. So this is pick 32 through 36. Joey Porter Jr. Having a pretty good year. Not a need, though. I yeah, no, not a need. No, you, you weren't taking a corner in round one if mm-hmm. you were the Chiefs. Or if you were taking a round one, Snead just was going to be nowhere near this team in 2025. Yep. Will Levis, also not a need for the Chiefs. You were not taking a quarterback that high up. Could have traded down to make swindle someone out of pick 32, but okay. You know who pick 34 was? The Lions drafted Sam Laporta. Oof. That might be one now thinking back. K-State fans, I'm on your side. Thinking back, Sam Laporta there at pick 31. Oh, man. Would have fixed a lot of problems for the Kansas City Chiefs. And also could have been there as a future player you could have had as well. If Sam Laporta was this team's second tight end option, whoo. You then got Michael Mayer. He's the uh, Raiders tight end. He's been fine this year. And uh, Steve Avila, he's a center. He is the starting center for the Los Angeles Rams. You're going to break down some center play for me real quick? Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm Does he just, call out the coverage I know he correctly? starts. I'm, I'm reading it right here. I know he <laughs> starts for the Las Vegas Rams. I know he starts. Now looking at it, you know what? Sam Laporta wouldn't have been that bad at the 31st overall pick. Wouldn't have been that bad. K-State fans, I swear to you, I'm looking at the text line. I am on your side. I'm on your side. I'm just, I'm just simply relaying the message that their first round pick has played 40 snaps since week five of the NFL season. And we are at week 15 of the NFL season. That's all I'm saying. And then I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I'm saying that if he went to another college, we maybe would have talked about it over the last couple of weeks or so. It hasn't really come up. It's almost like he hasn't really been on the team. It's almost like they didn't have a first round pick this year. So you're saying he probably gets the same aura of protection that Nick Bolton will get next offseason when people like me say don't extend him. I don't know why you had to throw Nick Bolton. who Because he's another local player on the roster. There is an obvious comparison here. He was an instant starter and played at a Pro Bowl level from day one. Since the day that Nick Bolton has got here, he's been one of their best defensive players. There will be an aura around him next offseason when the conversation immediately comes up about paying him. And I'm going to say no, and most fans are going to say you have to. It's Nick Bolton, and the only reason he gets that love and support in the city is because he went to Mizzou. The same way Felix Ndike Uzama is getting a pass in year one is because he went to Kansas State. 
If they went to Texas A&M and Oklahoma State, respectively, I promise the conversation surrounding those two would be very different. I just would like to point out that I don't think it's that crazy to want the Chiefs to pay a guy who last year had 180 tackles last season for the Chiefs. He had 180 last year. If your philosophy and your strategy is, hey, maybe that guy's valuable and we could keep him, and some of the problems against the run that the Chiefs have, maybe they wouldn't have had those problems this year if Nick Bolton had been healthy the entire year. It will not be crazy if you on the side of maybe we should keep Nick Bolton in the middle of our defense. When Roquan Smith's number is the number, we're going to have a very different well, conversation. I, I, you and I probably agree more than you think. I would not pay Nick Bolton because I'm not giving a middle linebacker $18 million on this team, and I'd much rather spend that money elsewhere. I think there's better uses of your resources. Coming up on the other side, we haven't had a trivia mini game in a while. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. If you want to play today's trivia mini game, this week's trivia mini game, the call up, we'll do that on the other side. We'll keep talking Chiefs, Bills, Patriots. I'm not that interested in them playing the Patriots because the Patriots stink. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This is the drive with Carrington Harrison brought to you by the deep Esqually Moore law firm. Remember Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, he's feeling it. I am champion dot. You never know when it's going to happen, but it's always your chance to win. Here's another edition of C-Dot's Trivia Minigame on The Drive. I love you guys, but if you guys think that Sam Laporta would be behind Noah Gray in this offense, I don't know. I don't even know why we talk about the NFL draft. Sam Laporta's about to have a 1,000 yards receiving this year for the Detroit Lions. If the Chiefs couldn't figure out a way to use Sam Laporta, I'm telling you, everybody should be fired. Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, Connor Embry, everybody should be fired. Sam Laporta is very, very good. He might be one of the five best tight ends currently in the National Football League. All right, Rob, you're telling me that only two people called up to want to play the trivia minigame? I'm telling you, the 2 o'clock audience is scary. At 4 o'clock, people are down to play these games. At 2 o'clock, it's a lot of fear. I get it. I get why you call straight up at the top of the show because you want the free pizza. Like, I get that, you know? You don't got to do any work. You just got to call. But we do one of these trivia mini games. You got to put a little work in. You got to know something. Nobody ever wants to play. You know what? That's fine. We got two people, Jack and Jeff. That's enough. All right, this is today's trivia mini game. There are currently nine coaches in the NFL who have won the Super Bowl. Can you name them? You know what? Just because of this, 
We ain't giving no mulligans today. You got to really earn the pizza today, Quentin. Really got to earn it. All right, Jack. How you doing today, man? Good, c Dot. How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Doing amazing. All right. Can you hear me? I, I've got you. I got you very loud and clear. All right. All right, good. There's nine coaches in the NFL who have won the Super Bowl. Do you think you can name them? Yep, I do. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to start with Bill B. I'm going to go with Andy Reid. All right, correct, correct. All right, you got the easy two coaching in the game on Sunday. Now you got to put some work in, Jack. I'm going to go John Harbaugh. Correct. Pete Carroll. Yep. Mike McCarthy. Yep, Cowboys coach. So what am I at, five right now? You have five. You have Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh from the Ravens. Pete Carroll for the Seattle Seahawks, and Mike McCarthy, who is the current Cowboys coach. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is correct, the Steelers coach. You have three left. That's six. Yeah, you have three left. Okay. uh, And then we got, so let's go through the divisions. Mm. So we've got, so we've got. Jack, this kind of sounds like you're doing some Googles right now. I'm not. I'm I'm actually driving, C-Dot. Okay. I need something here. All right, so we've got – oh, my freezing up on this one. Mmm, uh, Jack. All right, yeah, go ahead. Hang oh, up, Jack. I didn't want to have to do it. I didn't want to do it to you, Jack. Jeff. What's up, guys? You ready, man? All right, you ready? I'm going to give it the old college try. These are the coaches. Belichick, Reed, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Carroll, McCarthy – they have all won a Super Bowl. There are three remaining coaches that have won the Super Bowl. Do you think you can name them? I have two right off the top of my head. McVay okay. McVay and Peterson. Sean McVay, Doug Peterson. Du- Correct. Dougie P. There is one more coach that has won the Super Bowl currently in the National Football League. If you name that coach, I will give you a pizza. Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, Mike McCarthy, Doug Peterson, and who? Sean Payton. Sean Payton is the correct answer. He is the head coach of the Denver Broncos. You are the winner of a large pizza from the other place. Jack, go ahead and call back, man. We'll give you a pizza, man. You were one of the few that had the heart to play this game. So you know what, Jack, if you call back and tell Rob, I'll make sure that you get a pizza for my friends over at the other place. Just Jack, though. We know what Jack sounds like because I don't want you faking and your name is really Carl, but now you want to be Jack. No, that's not how this works. Can I read you guys something? Because when I read this, I was a little disappointed when I read this. So yesterday... The commissioner of the NFL talked, and also Troy Vincent talked. He's the head of the Players Association. And in him speaking yesterday, he said, quote, that the NFL is finally going to look at the rule about fumbling out of the back of the end zone. It doesn't happen often, but everyone hates the rule. I don't hate the rule. This is why I don't hate the rule. Can anybody explain to me how you can score a touchdown, yet no part of your body 
has to be in the end zone. How many times do we see a quarterback sneak or a dive where you physically don't have to be in the scoring area? Just a sliver of the football has to cross this white line, and now it counts for a touchdown. There are so many rules that can help the offense either score or keep possession. There is literally one that the defense can benefit from. I was watching the Chiefs game last week, as I'm sure, or two weeks ago. The game against the Packers. Isaiah Pacheco got tackled at the 11. And then the entire offense could then push him forward into the end zone. And I was thinking, we would never allow the defense to do that. We would never allow the defense to stop the wide receiver, carry them back 20 yards and tackle them, and now say, oh, well, now it's, now it's second and 30. We would never do that. There are so many rules that are pro-offense that literally the only thing that we ask the offense to do is not fumble in the scoring area. And now we've got a, well, you know, it's just no one likes it. Well, tough luck. Hold on to the football. Don't fumble. You can fumble anywhere else on the field. And if it goes out of bounds, we'll give you the ball back. We'll give it to you. You can run all your little oop-de-oop trick plays, do all of those things. We even let you run a little shovel play, and you can throw it underhand, and if he doesn't catch it, it doesn't count as a fumble, even though we all know that's a running play. But you can – there's so many rules that are pro offense. Why are we against the rule? Why are we against something that the defense gets a little – just something? No, keep this rule. I don't want the NFL to change it. Everything is for the offense. Every single rule, adjustment, everything. We have a play right now that a team runs that is 100% unstoppable. Okay. I'm fine with it. Stop it. We got to give the defense something, man. We really do. They can't tackle. You can't hit anybody. Roughing the pass is too much. No. I'm voting no on changing the touchback rule from the NFL. I hope they don't change it. I mean, I I do hate that rule so much. It's so bad. Like, there are times where the touchback happens and the defense didn't even induce it. He just loses possession reaching it out. Why, why is the defense getting rewarded for the offensive player making a mistake? Isn't it the same? Isn't it, hey, the defense didn't do anything on that play, so we just reward them with the possession? I'm fine with a tweak. I'm fine with the, hey, if he gets tackled and it's a forced fumble, keep the rule. But the amount of times we've seen a guy dive at the pylon in super duper slow-mo, it comes just away from his fingertips. We determine that's not possession. Thus, it's a loose ball and a touchback is goofy to me. I don't like when a player, air quote, fumbles it out of the side of the end zone. It's a touchback. That's too punishing for a, a nothing burger from the defense. This is the thing. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, what if I reminded you that Missouri lost a game last year because of that stupid rule? Will it change your mind? I remember the game. Nathaniel Pete against Auburn. He extended the ball. He fumbled. What happened to you lost? What happened to you lost? We just don't accept that anymore. No one ever loses. 
it was a stupid rule or the official should have told you to get back. And there's a, you lost. I'm sorry. You lost. That's unfortunate, but you lost. Hold on to the ball next time would be my suggestion. That's what I would tell you to do. So hold on to the football next time. So I am voting no on this. No. Please don't change the rule. You can fumble anywhere else on the field. You can fumble. Just don't fumble here. You shouldn't be given the ball back and another opportunity. You shouldn't be given another chance after you tried to extend the ball and the ball got knocked out of your hand. You shouldn't be rewarded with the ball now on the one-yard line. No, you lost possession. Tough blank. Be better. I want to tell you guys something. I'm going to see if Rob's going to tell the truth. So Rob and I were sitting around earlier today, just, you know, cooling the way that we do. And Rob was looking at Instagram on his phone. And just, I did, it was unprompted. It was quiet. I wasn't even talking. I wasn't watching videos. I was just sitting there just meditating, getting ready for the show. Rob looked, was looking at his phone. He looked at me and said, I don't know, man. That Ferris wheel doesn't look very fun. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. Rob was looking through his phone. And he said, I don't know, man, that view on the Ferris wheel doesn't look that great. I want to start with this. If you are going to the Ferris wheel at two o'clock in the afternoon, something's going on. I love Kansas City. I mean, with my whole heart, it is not cool enough to go up in the sky at 1.30 p.m. It's not. I assure you, nothing is happening down below you. It shouldn't even be open during the day. I don't care what time it is. Christmas time, summertime, springtime. It shouldn't even be open when the sun is up. What are you even getting a view of that you really want to see from that high up? I saw some of the same video that you saw earlier today. Today, they were letting the media people ride it. I saw Mayor Quinn Lucas. I saw his TikTok or Instagram reel or whatever he posted with him on the Ferris wheel. I don't know, man. Looked kind of shaky to me. It didn't look like it was that great of a time. And you admitted it, too. Let's see if you're going to come on the air and you're going to admit it to the people because this show is a voice of the people. Is that something you would pay for? Because I know you would go up there for free. I mean, who, who would turn down a free ride on the Ferris wheel? Hold on, can I just answer this really quickly? Someone on the text line says, CDOT, it's the exact same height as the one in Chicago. In fact, in fact, it's the exact same Ferris wheel. But we don't live in Chicago. We don't. That's like telling me that Brush Creek is the same distance as the gondolas in Italy. We ain't in Italy. I love Kansas City. We're going to compare Kansas City's downtown skyline to Chicago's? No, it ain't the same. I saw the people saying that. Hey, you'd rather go to the one in Vegas, but you won't support the home. That's what we're comparing the view? We're comparing the view on the Las Vegas Strip to the view of down? Stop it. Rob was looking at that thing. And his true feelings came. I don't know, man. It doesn't look that fun. So I will say, I did say that, and I stand by that. 
I was just checking Instagram. People were posting photos. And if you look at the photo, it's not a great skyline from that angle. It's just not. Also, it doesn't help that the whole area around it, which is supposed to at one point be this like cool bar district with mini golf. And I think there's going to be like a, a dog park below. Like they have big ideas for, I believe it's called Pinway Point. They have big ideas for Pinway Point. They do. Do you know what Pinway Point is right now? Ferris wheel. <laughs> End of things. Ferris wheel. That's all it is. It's Ferris wheel. <laughs> so as you go up the Ferris wheel, if you by chance look down, do you know what you see? Construction, containers, equipment. You see what could one day be a cool area, but on today is not yet a cool area. So on December 14th, I'm probably a no on riding the Ferris wheel. I talked yesterday. I said, you know what? Maybe I'd ride the Ferris wheel as a Christmas activity. I'm probably going to be a no on it being a Christmas activity. But if that area around it gets kind of built out and it's May, June, July, maybe I'll change my tune. It's not for fear or anything of that. I just think to drive out there, park in the crossroads, walk over there, pay 15 bucks to go up and see a construction site is not an A-plus day. It's not. Can you see the plaza from there? Uh, the angle I saw on Instagram was only showing north, so I don't know. I would doubt it, though, because you're going up the hill. So you're telling me even for that angle, you can't even see the plaza lights, which would be something that would be really cool to see. If you could go up and you could see the plaza lights from up there, that would be something really cool, something I would support. What are you even going up there to see? You're going up there to see the Marriott. No, the the Western Auto sign? The Kaufman Center? Okay. I-35? Good luck. And you know what? I'm here. Good luck for the Ferris wheel people. Union Station. You can see Union Station. Okay. Yeah, you can go right up. You can go to Liberty Memorial go up there and see it for free. And see all those same things. Last time I checked, it's free to go up there. You just park over there. You walk up there. You can just overlook right there. How many of you got engaged right for that view? You know the exact one I'm talking about. You can't. I mean, last time I checked, they're not charging to go see that, right? You can see the same Union Station. Why don't you go take her to the Scout? Have you ever been over there by the Scout? I have been to the Scout, yeah. yes. Yeah. The Scout's cool. You go get you a little bottle of wine, get you a little vino, sit out there with your lady on a nice warm day and look at the Kansas City downtown free. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give y'all free activities on the drive. That's what we're about. Free pizzas, free Mizzou tickets, free views of the city. That's what I'm here for. I'm telling you, maybe maybe when the we hit the summer months, this could be cooler. Because I'm seeing drone footage around it, and it, it, it has potential. Okay. I'm not going up there to see road construction. It's not what I'm going up there for. To be fair, where in the city do you not see road construction? Okay, well, I'm just, I'm not going up you there. You live downtown. You live perpetually inside road construction. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, some of y'all live in Midtown. Y'all see it. Some of y'all went up there to see Southwest Boulevard. That's what y'all went up there to see. <laughs> Good, Have yo. you ever wondered what the top of Manny's looks like? <laughs> hey, I see Town Topic down there. <laughs> that's what you guys went up there for. You guys want an aerial view of Crown Liquor. So good good luck. I hope it's great. I hope it's fun. All right. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by Josh Vernier in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll talk to him about the Royals. J.J. Piccolo says that they are planning on making a major move this offseason.
We'll talk to Vern about what that major offseason move could potentially be. Let's get back to the Chiefs. We'll talk Chiefs at the top of the hour. Come right back. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 